I said Cody lies a lot. And when do I lie? <laughs> In what way am I lying? <laughs> Just your whole catharsis. You said you would be three minutes late. Yeah, three minutes late. It's now. I'm sitting in my room. My beer's damn old warm. I got a 40. Oh, shit. It's going to be hot by the time this is over. You have a 40 ounce, you fucking thug? <laughs> yeah, I, got a, I got a 40. It's a tough day. It's a tough podcast episode. Yes. Okay, Jake, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I hop on to somebody who's supposed to be one of my best friends saying, Cody lies. That's the only thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, I'm not hiding it from you. I'll say it to your fucking face. Yeah. Oh, I don't lie. Am I late? Yes. Do I lie? No. I've been in this room for half an hour trying to get this shit to work. All right. Well, people who listen to this episode who know Cody, I want you to comment in the comment section if Cody Cannon lies when we post this episode. I mean, everyone lies, but that being said, <laughs> that being said, this was truly, it was not my fault. I've been in here. My beers, you look at all that condensation on the side of my glass. 40. That's from sitting in this hot ass room while I'm trying to figure out tech stuff. <laughs> Cody's coming in hot today. Oh, I like yeah, it. Yeah, Cody. <laughs> very uh, Tony Soprano energy today. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm, uh, I'm feeling aggressive. Ooh, I like it. Speaking of aggression, dude, I picked up some sweet comics, Punisher versus Batman. How Ooh. was it? I haven't read it yet. I, Is it just <laughs> a single issue? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like one book, but it's by uh, Romita. And then, nice. Yeah, Klaus Jansen. And then I got this. I haven't even opened it, but it looks cool. But it looks like it's just a Colossus comic. Nice. nice. Yeah. That's a sick cover. Yeah, dude, dude. I love Colossus. And then the creme de la Yeah, creme. he's one of my favorite X-Men, honestly. The new Black Sad. Nice. That's volume four? Yeah, this is volume four, but it's part one of volume four. It's Black Sad, They All Fall Down. Mm. Oh, shit. A big... The last one we did was just a little, uh, you know, couple vignettes. This one is a big old two-parter. I like that. It's a a two-parter. The back says it takes place in New York City. He's taking on the mafia construction and, of course, Broadway. (laughs) Of course. Nice. Yeah, Black Sad would take on Broadway. Yeah, right? He's definitely going to fuck some Broadway stars, you know? Yeah. yeah. John Black Sad gets his dick wet. Oh, yeah. We know this. <laughs> yeah. We know this to be true. Dude is slanging dong, you know? <laughs> what do you think would happen if Black Sad ran into Tony Soprano on a case? You think he'd let him go? Oh, no. Are you kidding? Black Sad would die trying to bring Tony Soprano. <laughs> I concur. Stumbled on the biggest case of his career. But who would? Who do you think would win? Do you think Tony would beat Detective Blackside or what? Just because Tony has the entire squad on his side, mm. and Blackside just has that little fucking yesterday or whatever. Weekly. Uh, Weekly, that's you it. said yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> weekly, that's yeah, it. Weekly. Yesterday. Weekly. <laughs> yeah, his little buddy tomorrow or something. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
That's true, but he's a cat, so he has nine lives. Ah, uh, true. Yeah, he's, and he's also very, Italians, very superstitious. Ooh, very superstitious. Very cats. Su- yeah, yeah. Cannot say superstitious. Yeah. <laughs> it's even talking about cats, and then seeing Cody's cat ears, it's I'm having a flashback. Oh shit, dude! Channeling that hard Christopher energy. Yep. Yeah. Why would you Old do Christian. this to us? Well, dude, that's a good scene. Well, shit, let's get into it. (laughs) This episode is not the most fun of episodes to watch. (laughs) (laughs) It's by no means a feel-good episode. Not at all. I like how this entire podcast, each episode has been kind of like, not the heavier episodes in the season. They've all been important, but there's been a lot of non-Tony-centric episodes, and this one is a very heavy episode. This is like one of the most serious... This is the most serious episode we've covered so far. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, and I agree. I think they've started off lighthearted from season one to now because most of them have been pretty comedic. This one, like there's some funny moments, but it's not like a funny it's episode. It's dark. It's yeah. not funny at all, honestly. And, and Tony at this point is like complete. He's completely different from last season. I mean, he's down a darker path in this season, I feel like. You think so? I don't know. I think... I mean, I'm going, and and uh, and so the reason I say that is from the scene where he goes to visit Valentina in the hospital after oh. she was burned. I think it so, just shows that he truly is like a cold sociopathic motherfucker. That's he what I mean. Exactly. But so last episode we talked about everybody hurts and how Tony was responding to suicide, True. right? And she and says, episode, I'll fucking kill myself. And he says, I, I got to take this. He's like, yeah, I, I got <laughs> <laughs> So darkly funny, right? But like, you know what I mean? Like Tony is cold, but that's really cold. Out of all the episodes we've watched so far, that's like a completely different Tony. That's not Joe Fix It. That's, that's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's anger. That's anger. And so is this. Welcome to Comics and Chronic. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, Soprano Summer. You already know. You've been keeping up with us, which I hope you have. I'm Jacob H. I'm joined by the skinny guinea himself, Anthony Inaccio, and of course, <laughs> <laughs> Cody Walaka Cannon. We are doing season five, episode 11. Cody Walnaka Cannon. <laughs> I don't know no. what you're implying with that. Like walnuts. Like walnuts. <laughs> oh. Hey, you got offended. Yeah, what do you I mean? Why did you get so <laughs> triggered by that, Cody? I just didn't understand what you were trying to say. I didn't get Well, right, get off your high horse. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying get to get on your high, high horse. On yeah. a horse. Oh, oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> wait, what, you, wait. Does that mean like, yes, you a horse? Horse? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm smoking weed while riding a Ooh, horse. Okay. Because I'd be down for both. <laughs> 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 Nothing like a little glue to get me. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, speaking of horses, I really wish we almost did the Pie on My episode in season four. Oh, yeah. man. That's yeah. a good episode. We can always we'll go come back, back for it. Yeah. yeah. We'll come back for the Pie on My because that is a great episode. Well, anyways, yeah, this episode is long term parking. <laughs> and. Man, it's it's a, it's a doozy, but you know what? I don't know. I don't, it had to happen. Had to happen. Had, had to, to happen. happen. Snitches get stitches, <laughs> especially in this world. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know where, where do we start? Because I feel like I'm going to jump around. <sighs> Let's just start off from the beginning. Well, I guess yeah. uh, Adriana's been uh, snitching for some time. 
Yeah. And um, this is like, you're seeing it physically take a toll on her. (laughs) Yeah. Is that her name? Adriana. 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 Whatever. Adriana. I know know somebody (laughs) named Adriana and it's spelled the same way. Well, we're going to kill her too. (laughs) 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 No, yeah. Adriana has been stitching for quite a while. She decides to, well, finally the FBI brings her in because she tries to cover up the the murder of the drug dealer or the drug deal murder in her nightclub, and uh, shit goes wrong, man. Shit goes horribly wrong. Yeah, she try she tries to convince Chris into flipping. Yeah, so that they could get away. Yeah, and uh, for a minute it seems like it's going to happen, but yeah. you know the moment he leaves the house that it's not that the moment he's like, I need to get some cigarettes. No, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I know it's, what Jake's going to say. Yeah, I think. I know, yeah, it's the scene when he's pumping gas and he looks yeah. over at that family. Yep. And that, that scene's deep for a variety of reasons. One, okay. So, yeah. So he looks over, he sees that family. And, you know, by all accounts, like if you go back and watch it, they're kind of like poor white trash, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he sees like what his possible future could be. If once yes. if he leaves if he leaves the life of the mafia, they're never going to make money anymore. They're going to be witness protection, probably out in the sticks, you know, like middle America. Right, regular John and Jane Doe. But a shitty okay. car, shitty car, shitty everything. You see the guy's face. You see the guy's face. You see the guy's like, face. He has a he mullet. Hates his life. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> hates his life. He's miserable. He's like, I mean, clearly, like just by looks, he's poor. He yeah. also, there's also in that scene uh, when he's looking at that family is a kid, and you know from prior seasons that Adriana said she possibly can't bear children. Right, which right. is very important to Christopher. So yes. he he weighs the options. He realizes, great, not only will I be poor and like just a fucking nobody, and mind you, since season one, his aspirations to be in the Hollywood and to be mafia, Christopher wants to be somebody. Right. So, and then plus with the combined that coupled with the fact that Adriana might not be able to bear children, he was like, fuck it, I gotta do this. So that that's where I think he made that decision. Dude, you're you're the Soprano savant. That's what you are, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love Soprano. You don't understand. I've analyzed like the fuck out of it. And you can analyze it. Like you can analyze almost every little thing in every little episode. Because you're talking about a scene that's probably a minute long, tops, exactly. and no dialogue. And you no that's dialogue. what it was. Like yeah. it's crazy. And Michael Imperioli just that just goes to show how great an actor he is. He conveyed that in just his look. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll be Crazy. honest. When I first watched the episode, when Tony calls Adrian, it's like, "Hey, Christopher got in a car accident. We're on our way to the hospital right now." I was swerved. I was swerved. Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like Christopher, maybe like he he's dead. But now, when you go back and watch it, and you hear Tony says, "All right, I'll see you up there," and like it's yeah. kind of like a somber saying because, like, dude, you right. know, like Tony knows he has to kill her, but you could tell he doesn't want to kill Adrian. Like he, he, but he like, is still pretty cold about it, you know. He, he you don't see him like show one hint. You the don't next think, episode, no, you yeah, do. Yeah, well, he cries with Christopher. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I just mean in that moment, he seems like you know the way James Gandolfini plays that part. Like you're not sure, you know. Going when you watch it the second time, like you're saying, it, it feels completely different. It's like yeah. he's taking care of business then and there. But the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, he seems concerned. But this time, when I was watching it with that in mind, he just seemed very like, it's business. 
like just doing it. No, see, I disagree. You you can see. I feel like you can see it on his face, and you can see it when he beats the shit out of Christopher yeah, for doing H. Exactly. No, that yes, that I would well, he say. Says, yes. He says he says he beats the shit out of Christopher in the club, and he says, "You think this only affects you?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. was a great. Because the thing is, he, he liked it, it, not like romantically, but like you know, he had a soft spot for her. And, right. and not only that, but um, you could see like he's he's got he's got so much on his plate with his cousin and uh, Johnny Sachs and everything yeah. right now um, that it's uh, he he just can't he doesn't have the time to mourn. Yeah, exactly. You're right. He's feeling pressured from New York to give up Steve Buscemi for killing Phil Leotardo's brother. I thought yeah. it was his son. No, it's his brother. His oh, brother, okay. yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's actually so that's one of the few comedic moments in this episode is when Phil goes to Christopher's mom's house as she's coming out the house and she's like, Oh, I see your son's car is out here. We're from Alcoholics Anonymous. And she's like, What's your name? And he's like, Well, we're anonymous. <laughs> 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 and then he like Billy Atardo's a bastard. Yeah, he's a bastard because he threatens his mom. He's like, I'm gonna ram that C D player up your box. Does that happen Dude. in this episode? Not this episode. Yeah, oh, it was I don't the remember. One before oh, it. I'm confused. It was the one. No, was but, the one, but in this episode, the there is a crazy oh, Philly yeah. moment where he goes to Tony. He's like, has someone ever died in your arms? Oh, yeah. He's like, right. and Tony's like, no. And he's like, let's make sure. Let's make sure. What, did he, what does he say? He's he like, see, he says, let's see if I can't make that happen. And then yeah, Christopher goes, oh, go. I got to stand being threatened here. Yeah. Yeah, Which is so weird been, that like you could low key like in the mafia like be in the same room as somebody and like threaten that person's life, and it's all you can do is like oh you threatened yeah. to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy because the five families. I mean, they're clearly bigger than the Sopranos, yeah. right? Um, they've got more power uh, and more Johnny, men. more men, more yeah. influence. Uh, they're more untouchable. And Johnny, up until this season, was really close to Tony. Yeah. Yeah. But once he became boss, he became like power hungry. Yep. Went to his head. Is this the season that at the finale, he runs from the feds? Yeah. yeah and Johnny Sack gets sacked. Which is also a yeah. great episode, honestly. Like, Yeah, that, it is. That's a great, and that's a great scene. But yeah, this so is, good. Yeah. Yeah. It's also when um Tony kills his cousin, Tony. Tony, Tony Blundetto. Yeah, Tony Blundetto. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. He's not really in this episode, unfortunately, too much. He's like in one scene. Yeah. yeah. He, he tries calling Tony and then he hangs up before he says anything. Yeah, but yeah. Tony Tony calls him just to get him traced. Yes. So he could yeah. find where he's hiding out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but Uncle Pat's farm in upstate New York. Yep. And Tony reveals to him like the thing he's kind of been holding in all season, right? Which That's is, true. which is he had a panic attack the day his cousin Tony got caught. Yeah, and that's why was, he wasn't there. Yeah, and he, but he, it's funny because if you go back in the season, he lied about it and said he got jumped by a bunch of black guys, and that's why he never made yeah. it. Yeah, again, yeah, again, blaming it on the black people. <laughs> yes, it, it always happens in Sopranos. They always do that. Well, you know, they're racist. So, yep. <laughs> The Sopranos yeah. are racist. That's true. It's true. I'd say it's probably the least 
cool thing about them. (laughs) 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 Why do you think they they murdered Tracy and hit her body? But (laughs) (laughs) racism is the least cool thing about them. <laughs> I also say Silvio is the least cool in this episode than he ever was in my book. I disagree. I mean, Silvio is just business, man. Like that oh, scene. Also, once again, that scene when I first watch it, didn't see him coming until he starts turning into the woods, and you're yeah. like, oh no. And then yeah, they, exactly. When he yeah. pulls off on that little side road, because that whole time, the first time I watched it, go in retrospect, like Jake said, there's all these little details, just little yeah. things that he's like, oh my God. But the first time I watched it, I was like, holy shit, Chris did try to kill himself. Yeah. Because that seems very on brand for our boy. For sure. And uh, I was like, fuck. I was like, how is this going to play? She's going to get arrested by the feds because she didn't flip on time. That's what I thought was going to happen. Or they were going to blow her cover to the Sopranos and have her killed or something like that. But I did not expect it to be Chris having put, let them know. You know what I mean? And... But like, oh, that that scene is heartbreaking. But also at the beat to go off of that, Cody, at, at like near the beginning of the episode, Chris is is so pissed at Tony. And he's like, I'm sick of this shit. All this stuff I did. He's like, I'm going to hell for that, man. Yeah. Like, there's that really powerful scene. And so you you could see why Adriana's like, yeah, Chris is gonna we're gonna leave. He he's he's fed up with this life. You know, and and that's why even at that moment, you're like, yeah, Christopher really would never betray her. You know, like whatever's happening is good for both of them. But then, yep, once he's turned into the woods and then fucking right when he's about to kill her, Barracuda starts playing. Barracuda's playing. Yeah. Yeah. Sylvia's a fucking Barracuda. Yeah. It was brutal. It was brutal. Dude, fuck the FBI for like literally... Ruining this woman. Yeah, like, like I get yep. it, but also like they threatened. They're like, oh yeah, like we can arrest you, and then you can explain to Tony Soprano why you brought an FBI agent into his house on Sunday dinner. And it's like, dude, you're gonna get her killed. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the, I mean, you're you're also talking about the same organization that had front that publicly like killed Fred Hampton. You know true. what I mean? And wiretapped Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. (laughs) Yeah, let's not not be like, oh, the FBI are really that different from the mob. Oh, oh, shots fired. (laughs) 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 There's a scene not in this episode, but in season five when Adriana is meeting with that FBI agent where she's like, you're doing the right thing. You're helping your government. Yeah, and they, fuck the they, that's the trade-off. Like betray your family and your values and your husband and everyone that's like like Adriana has a club because of, of Tony, right? Like she, she he sets that like because isn't it like a front yeah. for something? Because of Christopher, yeah. Well, oh yeah, because yeah, at like that point Christopher's to, moving up the ranks. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a place to do business for sure. Yeah. And so like I can understand like the Sopranos like rules of the show, like why she had to go, but it was still like, fuck. Yeah. But I mean, like what, like it's either that or like 
you go to like if you're in Tony's shoes or Christopher's, like you go to jail for the rest. Of the day. Yeah, for sure. Or you flip on the one of the five families. In which case, like your that. life is worthless. Over. Yeah, you're. And you have to hunting. look over your shoulder for the rest of your life in case they find you. True. Yeah. Th- this might be the single hardest death for me to throughout the show. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Because like. Yeah, Adriana is just very likable. A, she's like yeah. immensely attractive. She's you always feel for her because she's, since season one, she's literally been in one of the most toxic relationships in the entire show. Yeah, like her and Christopher, like Christopher, is not. He's a cool character, but he's not a stable guy. He's he's, he's violent. He's a shit. He, he, he's not a good. He's a yeah. He, he domestically abuses her all the time. He uses cocaine always. and heroin like a, like it ain't no thing. He has an alcohol problem. Like he's yep. a mess. <laughs> He just says really disrespe- disrespectful shit yeah. in front of her or you know about what I her. Like, even with all that being said, like, and this is, and I'm sure you guys will disagree, but like, he does <laughs> love her. I'm saying like, he loves her in his own way. In his own sick, twisted Christopher Maltesanti. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't matter absolutely. that it's sick and twisted. Yeah. It's still love. Like, it's still, yeah, it is. It is. It's he, the closest thing he can muster to love. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the closest thing any of them can muster to love, you know? Yeah. Something also funny about this episode going off of that point where Tony and Carmela, like there's a whole conversation where they're going to get back together because they're not together in season five. Mm-hmm. And he never really says that he's going to stop cheating. He's just like, don't worry, it's not going to come up again. And she's like, okay. Like when you go back to go back, going back to what you were saying in almost every episode, how she's an enabler. I really yes. saw it in that moment because see, they, you know, they could. She really just wants the money for the house. That's she what wants it the seems money. Like. So she even said she's like, so you know, I, I want a house, and then he goes, I'll free up a down payment, and then she says, and then what? And then I'll move back in. Yeah, and like that's all it takes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Carmela just, you know, she's not giving up that life. No, it's not going to be yeah. some poor middle class housewife in New Jersey. Fuck that. <laughs> she, uh, on top of that. Like, I mean, she knowingly, she knows, like, the at the dinner scene when AJ is like, this is fucking weird. And she's like, yeah, this is fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. You think yeah. In, in, in the past, they'd be like, oh, watch your fucking mouth. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> they're well, like, <laughs> they ended up having champagne together. Yeah, like, it was a cool moment. It, there's always, always the dinner scenes are so important. And that it is, it, dinner, I mean, is important for everyone. But in Italian culture, also, it's just always like dinner. Like you, yeah. It's the family bonding experience of of all experiences. Like yeah. eat good food and like drink and and be happy. Sopranos gets that so well. I also really like when Adriana's talking to the FBI in this episode, and she's telling him about you know, that drug dealer Matouche, the Middle Eastern yeah. dude. And they're like, "Oh, like does he have terrorist ties or whatever?" Or something along those lines. I forget exactly what they ask her. She's like, "No, like." He has a dog, and she like like that's her justification yeah. as to why he's not a terrorist. <laughs> well, it ends up like I mean, she ends up basically spelling out, "Hey, he's a terrorist." She's yeah, like, yes. yeah. She's like, she's like, yo, he he's got he refound his religion. Yep, he's yep. sending money to money his back uh, to the country that he's to from. his family. Yeah. Uh, his family's a part of a bo- all boys prep school. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. 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 Think about that. You're Hell right, yeah, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Good, yeah. good good link, man. Yeah. And you know what? Like, that comes not necessarily that, but the Middle Eastern terrorist thing comes back in season six. Right. With those yeah. two dudes in the strip club who do business with Christopher. 
Yeah. Remember you guys and, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh, and yeah. Harris kind of becomes Tony's friend because he's yeah, like, You're gonna yeah. help me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He basically helps Tony basically becomes an informant for the terror uh, against terrorists. Against the terrorists yeah. To yep. uh, gain an ally in the FBI. Yeah. So it's okay to be a rat as long as you're not a rat towards your people. Because then you're not a rat. You're not ratting out your people. You're helping I mean you're ratting out terrorists, be, which is fine. Yeah. With me. <laughs> it's okay, yeah. Well, you could be a rat for terrorists. <laughs> yeah. We endorse that. <laughs> But you're right. I didn't even think about that because you're right. There would be no all boys prep school in fucking Pakistan. Yeah, definitely like, not. You know, like, yeah. yeah, you probably was funding terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> Which do For you remember sure. that Matouche is from the season with Jackie April when yeah. he first starts yeah. dealing? And Jackie April's like, don't worry, I'll talk to them. And Christopher tells Jackie no. And Furio beats the shit out of Matouche. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Why would you even come around if Furio was around after hey, he did man. that to you? <laughs> I mean, it's either, well, it's either Furio, Furio was gone or, at this point. Oh, yeah. True. Furio's oh, yeah, gone. Right. Furio's gone. He leaves. He, he fled. Four. Next Soprano summer, we got to do the Furio Carmela episode. Something with them, you know, like that's that, a great that, I, Furio and Carmela's relationship is one of my favorites in television because without ever saying the words I love you or touching each other, those two actors show that they're both in love with one another. Yeah. And it's fucking, yeah. it's like, it's just like, it's just great acting and it's really great writing. And you're just like, damn, like that's, that was love right there. Dude, when Furio almost kills Tony in, in the helicopter thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. Do you think Furio would have been a he- better head of the family? No, I don't know. Furio's yeah. not that guy. I think yeah, he would have done it just for to get Carmela. Like that would be oh, his motivation. Yeah. I don't think he would have done it to take over any authority in the family. No, I think honestly, I think if he would have done it, uh, it would have been Silvio who would have stepped up. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we know when yeah. Silvio does step up, he sucks. He can't do it. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah. He he has like a heart attack, doesn't he? Or something. He's like the stress gets to him. Yeah. 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 Because yep. in the next season, when Tony's in the coma, he like. Dude, he has he gets, to step he up. He's yeah. really fucked up by the pressure of the power. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I could do it. I would step up and fill Tony's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Who would I pick Shit. as my Silvio between Anthony and Cody? Come on. Not Cody. Cody would give the worst advice. Starts the episode out being like, Cody's a liar. <laughs> Man, we're not, we're just now around the halfway mark. And this motherfucker's like, who's my number two? Not Cody. <laughs> Why do I feel like all of a sudden, if there were like a comics and chronic power struggle, that the two of you have been uh, working behind my back the whole time. Cody, when you and I get together, we both enable one another to do the worst things. If you were my my (laughs) consigliere, we would run that family into the ground. Yeah, well, when you're right, you're right. (laughs) You would be like, "Uh, should we kill this dude? And I would be like, no, we should fucking party. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) But if Comics and Chronic was a family, you're Ooh. not the Tony of the, of the comics and chronic. Are uh, you Tony? Because your name is Anthony. Absolutely. Just for that reason alone. What? I say, oh. no, oh. I'm, I'm oh. Oh. You in a coma. 
<laughs> yeah, you gotta take me out. You're season six comatose Tony Soprano. Oh no, I was gonna say uh, I'm season one. Um, who's the head of the fam? Oh, I'm Uncle Jack Junior. Dupreo. I'm Uncle Junior. No, no, I'm Uncle Junior. <laughs> I'm always there, and I think I'm in power, but like, I'm not. <laughs> and I'm just going senile. Dude, you you that'd be a hilarious costume for you if you wore Uncle like, Junior, the yeah, Kangol hat with the big glasses. Yes, I'll be Uncle June. Yes, yes. Dude, that June for Halloween. Idea. <laughs> you'll have to sing that song he sings at the end of season three or whatever. Dude, he can really sing. That was I, a beautiful okay. scene. So, <laughs> cool story. I've seen that actor Dominic Kianisi plays Uncle Junior. Dude, I've seen him twice in New York City with his band. The people in that scene at the funeral that he's playing with—that's his actual band. Nice. And uh, dude, I, I met him and I was like, I went up to him. I was like, Hey, like I, I love Sopranos. I went with my sister and my dad. Nice. How old were you? This was. I would have been like 20s, maybe 25, 24. Kevin. He's Kevin. back. It's Christopher Moltisanti. He's back. <laughs> no. <laughs> wait a minute. No, wait. I have a cool theory that I, that I was watching something about. Another, oh, another so random YouTube thing I found. Okay. It didn't go into too much detail, but I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Let's so, so in this episode, right? Adriana yeah. in the club is wearing... <gasps> Like leopard, leopard, cat, cat Frank kind of clothes, yeah. right? The last thing we see of Adriana, what's happening? What's happening in the scene? Like, right, like, because she gets killed off screen, but like, what's She's what would it look like? She's crawling ground, on like all fours, on like all a four. cat. Oh, so what if she reincarnated and, into and, and, and to, to even tag on to your theory in the sea, in when the cat's back in the Satriels, it keeps looking at pictures of Christopher. Yes, exactly. Oh, look, look, look oh. what Kevin's doing. Look what Kevin's doing. Oh, shit, look at him. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, we knew Kevin was already Morpheus, but goddamn, is he Adriana Morpheus too? And Adriana, listen. <laughs> Adriana is Morpheus. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Kevin was like Cody. That was yeah, a little praying to Cody. I've never seen a cat do exactly what Kevin was just doing. I wonder is it because Cody's wearing cat ears? Does he think of you as a <gasps> cat god? He was praying no. to you. That's how he, uh, he's just a slut. <laughs> and he knows, he knows people eat that shit up. And he loved, he like loves doing it for people. That's Because people, every single time people do it, they're like, oh my God, you're the cutest cat ever. And like try to smooch <laughs> him and rub on him and shit. And so now he just knows. He'll also do it to ask for treats sometimes. Oh my do God. Wait a minute. What if not just for Sopranos, <laughs> but for real life? Think about this. Italians, okay. like they're superstitious of cats. They're afraid of them for like some weird ancient reason. But if cats are like reincarnations of people, well, of course, people in the mafia are going to be like, fuck cats. You know, that might be a guy I just whacked. Oh, that's right. And we've already seen with Pauly and the ghosts. In the seance scene. Yes, yes. He doesn't like things, you know, the afterlife coming back. No. Something's shit. going on in Sopranos. Well, it's because it's it's the mafia, the, their muscle can do, you know, they can handle anything in this material plane. That's true. They're yes, not ready true. for the yeah. supernatural. <laughs> oh. 
Oh shit! We gotta get this supernatural <laughs> family. <laughs> they're they're, they're kind of like Superman. Like they could do everything, but they can't handle magic. Like it's just that's their whole Furthering our theory that Tony Soprano is Superman. Superman, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I really like the Adriana Cat theory now. To be honest, right? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, oh, I like that. It's a, it's so heartbreaking, man. Dude, Adriana, would you guys have let her live? Yes. I love the scene, and it's another what she if. She just you remember? dimed you out to the FBI for the past year and a half. She, she didn't dime anybody out, remember? She's just like, I just gave them license plates, that's all. Like She really didn't reveal anything. She just, she, what did she really no, say she to them? She talks FBI? about Christopher and the cigarette trafficking, interstate oh. fraud. She gives information. Oh, yeah. I'm she, giving no, her too she much does, credit. She, no, she, does, she does give stuff, but she's basically doing the bare minimum right. to keep herself out of prison and to keep everyone else out of prison. Well, then you're right. But then they even give the ultimatum that FBI agent says, you've been giving a shit and I'm sick of it. Yeah. Oh, man. That guy was a piece of shit. I hated that. I felt so bad for her in that scene, especially. Dude, it's I mean, it's taking a, such a toll on our girl that she can't even dump. Or she can't stop dumping. She can't right, even yeah. Dump. yeah, no, she has diarrhea. Yep, it sucks. Yeah, you just, like, Adriana is definitely a character you sympathize for, and you're just like, she's. it's kind of like how we talked about Artie. Like, they're really not a part of this life, but they get swept up into it, and they can't, it's not something a regular person could deal with, you know? Yeah. No. Hold on, I want to go hit I want to go hit the bowl real quick. I'll be right back. Nice. Jake and I uh, keep going. Dude, I love the writing, the joke writing for this because the humor that they have when they're making jokes, yeah. it's so corny and cheesy, but like purposefully so. Like I can't remember the two jokes he said this episode, but like when Adriana brings Chris the beer, he makes t- cracks two jokes about her. And the first one, she's like, that's not funny. And Sol cracks up about it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Uh, But what I'm saying is like, it's super like boomery. The jokes are super boomery. Yeah. But. In a good way, in a way, because you know that's like how authentically Italian dudes in the early 2000s would be cracking jokes. Yeah, I don't know, for sure. I mean, they're not like woke, young, liberal comedian. No, I'm just saying like it's a very like really, I like how purposefully corny they make these guys. You know what I mean? Like they think they're such like jokesters, you know? And Yeah, I mean, I would crack up hanging out with them. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying I wouldn't, yeah. you know, I'm just saying no, they, their humor is very dated. Well, I, I, it's not even that it's dated. It's just that it's corny, like in the sense, like the, like almost dad joke esque. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Wait, I mean, what are you guys talking about? the joke writing in this, like when not the joke writing when they're because the cool thing about Sopranos is there's so much humor in just like the moments, uh-huh. but like. Uh, I'm talking specifically the writing. Anthony, you might be able to better remember, but Chris makes two jokes in this episode when Abe brings him a beer in the in the yeah. office. And that's right before Tony's like, hey, man, don't listen to Chris. He loves you. Yeah. Um, He's like, oh, it's like something about her being smelly. And she's like, Christopher. Yeah. She says, my smelly Valentine. <laughs> my smelly yeah. Valentine. There you go. Yeah. yeah. See what I mean? That's a boomer joke. That's a boomer joke <laughs> for sure. But it's like also exactly the kind of joke one of those dudes would kind would make. 
you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Jake, do you remember the scene? It's not in this episode, but like uh, Polly is talking. It's right after Tony Blendetto wax. What's his name? Phil Leotardo's brother. Brother. And uh, Polly makes a joke. And then some other guy on the crew whose name I don't even know makes a joke. And then Polly's like, he's like, oh, why do you always try and top me? You know, it's, it's little you- Polly. It's his nephew. Oh, that's Paulie's nephew. Oh shit! Yeah, I, I don't. Little, I don't think I realized that. Little Paulie Germani. He goes. He goes. You took the wind right out of my punchline. You fucking asshole. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> whenever to, to, I get what you're saying, Cody. Like especially Paulie, when he tells a joke, it's very deliberate, and he wants you to know that he told the joke. Oh yeah. Like I mean, it's like it's almost like you can hear these dad. Like it's like these old Italian dudes firing off their best dad jokes at each yeah. other when they're hanging out. It's, yeah, for sure. And it's great. I love it. I like that it's like deliberately corny. You know what I mean? This episode is also funny because little Carmine, also He's in New York. Bitch. Yeah, exactly. He he gives up. <laughs> he gives up the fight and pretty much relinquishes power to Johnny Sack. Yeah. And there's a scene where once the dude from New York calls Tony and tells him, you know, that that thing is settled. He goes, all right, cool. And then he's in the bada bing and his crew is there and he goes... He goes, uh, little Carmine's out. They're like, he's dead? And they're like, no, just settled. And Paulie's like, that kid's a fucking pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. He says, I knew he'd cave. That kid's a fucking pussy. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Carmine was a bitch. He just didn't have it. Dude was raised in privilege. His dad was head of the family. He just, all he did was live in Miami and party it up. Fuck bitches. Yep. Yeah. He wasn't ready to run a fan, one of the New York families. No, but I like how him and Christopher link up when they're doing. Uh, why can't I never remember what's the name of Christopher's movie? Uh, Cleaver. Cleaver. Cleaver doesn't yeah. Little Carmine finance Cleaver? Yeah, he, yeah. he finances it through his company, which makes porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that shit's funny, dude. Yeah, it's so crazy, dude. <sighs> The show, at this point, the show is, it's a much different animal than it is in the very first season. I'm not saying it like changes tonally uh, because it stays, the that kind of stays the same. But I'm saying like the cinematography in this, one of the first things I noticed, that scene where Phil's having the flashbacks of his brother dying. Hmm. Yeah. And uh like that just like the angles and the crispness of the video, it's a very different Oh, for sure. More, uh, like yeah, it, it just seems like it's and like everything is so much grander now. The stakes yeah. are much higher, it feels like than they were earlier. If you can tell at this point in the show that they're at the end of the road. Yeah. And yeah. and then at this point it's 2005, you know. It's a huge leap I feel like in TV the way it was presented, it was like starting to become HD around 2005. And like the show starts in 1999. So that definitely, you feel it in this season, especially. Yeah. You can really see the, uh, it just, it's, it's go- it like goes from being like a cool show. Like it's also like very gorgeous in it's, you know what I mean? Like the dream sequences in the later seasons, they're the, still the same, but there's so much more, bizarre and like detailed uh, than they were very early on in the show. Yeah. No, it would be cool. Neil Gaiman 
should should have written an issue where Morpheus meets Tony Soprano in a dream. Or when Tony's in the coma. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be a good one to do is uh, <laughs> Morpheus in his coma dreams. Yeah. Yes. What if Tony Soprano met Morpheus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, a scoozy. Right before a scoozy. we... <laughs> scoozy. I already want to rewatch the show. I watched it for the first time in 2020 and... I miss it. I only watched it for the first time this this year, you know? <laughs> That's crazy. I was thinking uh, today, is The Sopranos like one of the greatest TV shows ever made? Hell yeah. Most definitely, right? Yeah. And Is there anything that even like scratches the surface? The more I think about it, no. I mean, I think there's a reason why we were like, you know, we're comics and chronic, but we're spending a month or and more doing... A thing about Sopranos because we just fucking love it. It's just a great show. Like there, every time, like what I've like gauged as a great show has changed dramatically as I've gotten older. Right? Like I used to think like Lost was the best show of all time, and Lost is a great show, but it definitely isn't. It's it's a very flawed show. At one point, I, <laughs> at one point, you know, I was a Doctor Who guy, a, a Whovian. You know, like I would watch. I would really thought Doctor Who was like the best show I've ever seen. But then, like looking back on it, it's like hell no, not even close. Like these shows don't hold a candle to Sopranos. No, no, Jake. I know you're. I know what you're gonna say to this. I was asking, <laughs> is the Sopranos the greatest show ever? Uh, so I'll say a few things to that. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, dude i mean yes and like i feel like we've we've touched upon like the writing and like how deep you can read into shit it's actually regarded by the writers guild of america as the number one best written television show of all time uh i got into like a huge clubhouse debate with like 60 people uh, last year during the pandemic about it being the greatest show of all time. And the general consensus that I find and that I actually agree with is that the two best shows of all time are pretty much the Sopranos or the wire. Yeah. They mm. kind of are like the two that clash and both are HBO products. Yeah. And so I feel like yeah. a lot of people would also say breaking bad, mm, but okay, this is why I argue no to that. And I argue like, I think that's actually stupid. I hate when people say that. For one yeah. thing, Breaking Bad never exists without Sopranos. That's just no, of course not. Of course not. Two, Breaking Bad, yeah, it's cool. It's great acting. It takes the the reality of Breaking Bad takes place in a much more hyper, like like oh, like uh, what scientific scheme is uh, Walt going to come up with now? To you know what I mean? Like it's not really that realistic. It's a little bit sillier. Like yeah, right. Tony he Soprano uses a isn't giant escaping. Magnet to take the evidence from like dude, yeah, or he's not going to throw a rock and make an explosion to escape. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's cool, and I get it. Like it's, but it's that's not really that realistic. So do you it's think- still, still a great show? But is it better than Sopranos? Absolutely not. Can I say something insane? Yes. I only watched one season of Breaking Bad and I gave up on it. See, there you go. Wow. There you go. Shots fired, my dude. Dude, I so yeah, I mean honestly, the only shows that like that I would even compare uh definitely The Wire is one of them. I think that a very fumbled potential if the last like 3 plus seasons hadn't dipped in such drastic quality i think game of thrones maybe not could have been as good but could have been 
up like w- would have been culturally is significant. You know. Oh, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. You think Game of Thrones is a better show than Sopranos? Did you? You didn't listen to anything I said, you cocksucker. <laughs> 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 So, uh, I'm getting a lot of stress messages. Uh, stressages. Um, <laughs> what did you say? Sorry. Uh, I said. I said like. Is Game of Thrones basically is Game of Thrones a better show than than Sopranos? I said no. Mm. I said. I said. I said a fumbled potential to be as good, or at least at the very least, as culturally significant. Uh, it had the last three plus seasons not dipped in quality so much. I think it. I think also you got to remember like the time at which each show was airing. Sopranos was like Game of Thrones, like global quality. SNL, Mad TV, like everyone was doing Sopranos parodies. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like everything was Sopranos influenced when it oh, was no, out when sure. it was airing and in its prime. Did you guys ever see the Mad TV sketch where it's Pax TV presents yeah, the, the Sopranos? Yeah, I mean, that's good, hilarious. That's a great episode. It's like cut down for it's editing. It's 20 minutes three long. Min- yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, fuck, fuck. He's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. That's it. And the guy that plays in that sketch that plays um, Big Joey Pussy Diaz. is actually Joey Diaz. Yeah, yeah Joey Diaz. Who could have easily been a character on Sopranos. He fits the mold. Well, he was in the movie. He was in Many Saints. Oh, well, the best movie. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think I think the Sopranos like, and I think it's an unbiased thing. I think if you're going to speak about it from an artistry standpoint, like, yeah, I think it is the best television show of all time. No, I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing as much as I was just ad speaking. Yeah, the we're just talking out. about it. You know, like, yeah. what does it even mean to say it's the best of all time? Like, it, it's great. It's so good that it's hard to find anything better. You know, like on the whole, like it's it's six. I guess I say six seasons. Six seasons of of just greatness. Like the wor- we've said it in another episode, the worst episode of Sopranos is still better than most episodes of any other show. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I used to say that about game of Thrones too, to Cody's point earlier, like, yeah. And I felt the same way, but Sopranos is, it, it sticks the landing, I would say. And we'll talk about it. Of course it best TV show ending of all time. That is no doubt for me. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I didn't always feel that way. I didn't always feel that way, and we'll have to cover that on the next episode. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't want to well, take two episodes. For years, yeah, two more. For years, oh, yeah, I, a I did couple not more, feel yeah. that way. Yeah, a couple more. But for years, I did not feel that way. Yeah, I would almost argue that the Wire maybe has just as equal as a mm. ending. I've never seen the Wire. That's the next show Dude, I will watch. Uh, you gotta do yourself a favor, player. Dude, it's fucking sick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what crime based? Okay. Other. Okay. Other than the wire, because I think that, like, for me and Jake, it'll be an easy the wire. What crime show is your second favorite to Sopranos? Anthony. Crime. Um. Like Breaking Bad. Whatever. I loved Breaking Bad, but is it second? It definitely falls below Sopranos and how much I like it. I don't know if I watched enough shows. Like, what are some other crime shows? Like, I know there's um, what's that one on Netflix everyone loves with uh, Cillian Murphy? What's the name? I of didn't that watch one? it, but everyone loves that shit. Uh, it's he's like an Irish mobster, right? Like, what is that yeah. show? Oh, Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I, I, I've never watched it, but I hear that's a great show. I've but watched I'm sure- a few episodes. It's not bad at all. I just can't really get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just too much content out there these days. 
Yeah. Um, okay. So, you guys, what about you, Jake? Do you know your second, other than The Wire, or your second favorite crime? My ranking, as far as like, dude, I'll be honest, HBO kind of holds the, the candle for me. I would, I would say Sopranos, The Wire, and Oz. Oz literally came out, bef- Oz was actually HBO's like first major kind of show, 1995 or six. Yeah. But would you say like Sopranos was the show that put HBO on the map? Yes, definitely. 100%. Sopranos was the show that put HBO on the map. But Oz came first. Oz was good. Oz was good, but I think it was a little too brutal and dark for your average person, especially in that era. But also like a shit ton of HBO actors, both Sopranos and The Wire, come from Oz. Edie Falco. Oh, for sure was a correctional guard in it. And the reason her character gets written off the show is because she got cast as Carmela Soprano. Speaking so of getting like, written off, by the way, I think Drea DiMatteo, who played she, she got Adriana, she was because she had something to do. No, I don't oh. know. I, th- I think she got casted in something else. And she oh, see, I always thought, by the way, in some weird like six degrees of separation stuff, <laughs> my mom's like best friend's husband is cousins with Adriana, Drake Mateo. helmet over here. My mom's yeah. best friend. <laughs> yeah, former college roommate. roommate. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that to everybody I meet. I'm like, hey, did you guys know that my mom's <laughs> best friend's <laughs> cousin is Drake Mateo? Like the first Adriana. thing you say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. So I, I got to ask you, Anthony, how would you, if you were to read her last name on paper, how would you pronounce it? Di Mateo. Mateo, okay, yeah. that's how you say it. I mean, just because I know that, like, that was my mother's best. You, did you guys know? I don't know if I mentioned this, but my mother's <laughs> best friend's um, husband, his last name is Di Mateo. So we had family friends, and they never, uh, and maybe there wasn't a space in it, but it should have probably been Di Mateo, but uh, they were Italian, Di Matteo. Yeah, here's the thing with Italians, especially. I mean, it's just like Italy is a country, but it's really just like a million. There's so many dialects of Italian that. It just everyone says things differently. It's it, there's yeah. no like one way. It's like there's you know? gravy and sauce. Exactly. I, never heard I mean, it's gravy. It's not yeah, gravy, but, dude. I've heard no, but gravy. it is. No, we. It's no, not it's gravy. gravy. It's not. No, but it is. But it's I mean, not. It's not. I mean, not. but it is. That's for that's for trashy Italians. Are you calling my mother, my father, my grandmother, my grandfather, and their mothers and yeah, fathers I'm liars? Them a bunch are, of guinea are trash. Are you calling my Sure, Kevin doesn't show up for this one. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't like wops. <laughs> wow, oh. dago grease wow. balls. This is, you know what this is? This is anti-Italian discrimination. That's what this is for real. I love what Tony always does. That when the FBI like very justifiably raids his house. He's like, you know what this is? This is anti-Italian discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> because they even talk about it in that Columbus Day episode. It is rooted in like back in the day. Yes, people hated Italians, but it's not like that in modern day. Not when Sopranos in any time. And you know what I mean? Like people, yeah. you're just like, you're white, you're Italian. That it doesn't mean anything. But like they hold on to it. Like so much of the Sopranos, the mobster mentality, the Italian mentality is like family the past, like keeping culture and tradition alive, yeah. passing it on to your kids, making sure your kids are like brainwashed basically to just be like, do this. Like, that's why I love Meadow because AJ's an idiot, but Meadow is like beyond the shit. She's not Carmela, she's not Tony, but she's like the yeah, best. She's of, woke. You know? Meadow is woke. Yeah, she is. She really is. <laughs> oh, I relate is to Meadow, Meadow first, a lot. <laughs> is Meadow the first woke character on television? 
<laughs> she must be right. Definitely one of the and not in a, and not in a way that's like like I don't no, not, I, not I, in I don't, an annoying way. In any way, like, I feel like, you know, I don't even use the word woke, but like, you know, the way like Meadow is, is just like real. Like, and again, like that's goes back. So what's her name? Her name is uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler, right? That's the actress's name. She's just, she is Meadow. Like, I don't know. And anything else I've seen her, she's still Meadow. Yeah, even is when she, she plays her, other things, she's in Entourage as herself. <laughs> yes, and that is Meadow. Like she's Which just is Meadow. Meadow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Also, Meadow has the worst choice in boyfriends. They're all yep. a bunch oh, of oh, this season sibling. Flynn, dude, Finn, Flynn, <laughs> Flynn. Is it Finn? Oh, Finn. It's sorry, Finn. Finn. But, I mean, it might as well be Flynn. <laughs> yeah, let's call him bitch. Flynn. Fuck yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> call him Flip Flabby Flu. <laughs> 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 okay. So. Before we go into the Joe Peasies of the season, I just want to touch back um, because I never got to talk about my favorite crime show. (laughs) Sorry. Um, No, it's okay. We got distracted on something. But I wanted to touch (laughs) on on it. being a dirty grease ball. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Hey! My my entire legacy being built on lies. It's gravy. Anyway, Cody, go ahead. In retrospect, so I watched this show before I watched The Sopranos, and it it's not it's not nearly as good, but it's but my show is one hundred uh, that I loved to death when I was like younger was Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> no, I I never watched it. I never watched it either, and I'll tell you why. I can't really. Like, first off, it came out after Sopranos, so fuck that. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying I like it more than Sopranos in the yeah. slightest. I just, I'd say my second favorite crime show. How I feel about Sons of Anarchy, actually, this is awesome. How I feel about Sons of Anarchy is exactly how Tony and Christopher feels in the scene in season six when they rob the motorcycle gang and make fun of them as they leave. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! When they're robbing the equivalent of the Hell's Angels, and those guys are like, "Oh, we're with the Vipers." Christmas, like, oh, we're with the Vipers. <laughs> like, that's how I kind of feel. Like, oh, Sons of Anarchy, like motorcycle <laughs> gang, and all they—they're all still kind of poor, but they're like chosen life of crime. I guess I, I don't get, and this is what I feel about like the Irish mafia as far as they're portrayed in movies. They sent, they tend to be poorer than the Italian mafia. It's like, why are you guys doing organized crime if you're not going to make fucking money? Like yeah. I like cartels because like those guys live in like lavish estates, but Tony Soprano has a very nice house. I don't understand the point of like dedicating your life to organized crime only to still be poor. Yeah. <laughs> I like cartels, Jake FH. Yeah. I like cartels. I'm gonna be on an NSA watch list now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you already said fuck the FBI, so yeah. No, but like, do you know what I mean? I guess like for me, it's like like biker gangs. It's like, yeah, we're, we're dirty and we ride bikes and we hang out in dirty dive bars. Yeah, but we do all this crime, but we don't really see the benefits financially from it. I just like for me, it just doesn't make sense. Like I like if I'm gonna choose any kind of organized criminal, I do want to be the guy that's able to wear like nice custom made three piece suits, not a fucking leather jacket and denim jeans. You know. I agree, but I feel like The Sopranos might have been slightly improved with Katie Seagal, who played. P- 
Peg Bundy, uh, Married with Children, I mean, I and she's on Casey Sons Gall. of Anarchy. I think yeah, she's so, so like, <laughs> so we could take her from Sons of Anarchy, put her into this. Imagine like Would she could be like Gall a Gumar, be a Carmela Soprano. Yeah. No. Oh, no. I wouldn't say that. No, Edie Falco's great. She's amazing. She's part great. of what makes Soprano so great. But yeah. Katie Seagal, I could see her being a character in that world. <laughs> I Katie Seagal also wouldn't settle for being a rich housewife. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like she likes. Katie yeah. Seagal would want. Katie Seagal would be somebody who becomes a earner in the family. You know. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Like yeah. Oh, <laughs> we'll we'll add her to the Meadow spinoff that we're we're developing the with Meadow HBO. <laughs> I love that Meadow takes over the family. It's yeah, gonna, it's gonna be the yeah. That's gonna be her. Um, her rival. Her, no, I, oh, Ooh. she would be a great. I mean, she's a villain in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, she so is. Okay. Oh yeah, she yeah she is. I know that much. So in this Meadow spinoff, uh huh, we're also going with the the rest of the surviving members of the Soprano crew, right? So Polly's well, Polly's still alive. Unfortunately, not. Like, I mean, if you made the show, Tony Sirico's gone. I mean, like, if, if we're going canonically with who's left after, right? Oh, maybe. Oh shit, maybe Meadow kills Polly. That's how, we write, that's how we write off Tony. Uh, yeah. Meadow, Meadow does it to, to seize okay. power. Because yeah. Polly's, yeah. like, Polly's, oh, yeah. like, Polly's like, I'm the next in line. And Meadow's like, Polly, I'm the daughter of Tony <laughs> Soprano. Yeah, ruining my family's <laughs> legacy, Polly. <Yeah>. All night. <laughs> 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 It'll be like a red wedding scene. Like she puts a big like party on for Polly, but oh, it's Polly and it's oh, actually she is gonna marry Patsy Parisi's son, and we do so we do know that Patsy Parisi lives. Yeah. Ooh, see, there you go. There's something there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we we could do this fan fiction meadow spell. <laughs> yeah. You also got Furio out in the world. We're saying Tony's Ooh. gone. Carmela's out there. Oh, what you if know? word gets back to Furio, wherever he is, that Tony's dead? Uh-huh. And Carmela's like, oh, she's grieving. She's so sad. And Furio comes back and Boom. like, yeah, takes Carmela. Yeah. And Furio becomes Meadow's cell. Oh. And you know what? That's actually very plausible because back when he was in Italy, he was Annalise's like second in command. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so he, he's down with having a female boss. And then AJ could become kind of like the Christopher of this series because AJ's already a fuck up, but like he continues on a worse spiral. <laughs> I mean, I hope, I hope AJ, I hope in the diner scene when Tony does get whacked, I hope that like a bullet ricocheted and also killed AJ. <laughs> AJ accidentally catches one. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, and that's what leads Meadow to be like, you know oh. what, I need to step up. Yeah. I, mean, I can't let nothing happen. She, yeah, she you like know? Michael yeah. Corleone style gets revenge for Tony and AJ's death. Yeah, nice. but don't forget Noah's still out in the world too. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch ass Noah. Yeah, but he's. Dude, there. I like I like this Meadow spinoff. Honestly, <laughs> what, would, what would we call it? Would it be like the Meadowlands or something? Meadowlands. Yeah, Meadowlands. Oh, yeah. That's so perfect. That's sick, dude. <laughs> dude, and they already did the fucking uh, Super Bowl commercial yeah, with Meadow and so AJ. We know she's so they, alive. Yep. And they, we already have the intro for the show, so... <laughs> yeah, Meadowlands. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dude, this is, I think we got a 
pitch David Chase and HBO yeah. on David our David Chase, if you're listening, I know Dude, you are. We know yeah. you are. Just, we know just you're just listening. Just tell them Cody Feige needs to talk. How <laughs> 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 your people call his people? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> and only if we make it. Like if anyone else make it, makes it, it's going to be really it's stupid. Gonna be it's going to be whack. Yeah, it, it, like yeah. you can't take these ideas into someone else's hands. They're going to fuck. Yeah, it up. but if that would be like uh, taking uh, George R. R. Martin's <laughs> ideas yeah, and giving exactly. them to those David Benioff and DB Weiss. Yeah, D- yeah, D- yeah. Exactly. We don't want to do that. We don't want to run the show into the ground. <laughs> Yeah, Anthony, you need to start writing this spec script for Metal Lens. Yeah, we're writing Metal Lens. It's happening. I'm getting yeah. on. I'm it's, typing. It's in it. the works. We're gonna confirm it with HBO. Yeah. <laughs> David Chase, I'll have my people call your people. You know, we'll meet on Arthur Avenue. We'll have a, a meet little on Arthur Avenue. <laughs> he knows. Oh, this, is, this is sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. How many Joe Peasies? Okay, I'm gonna go first. Yeah. I think the easiest thing to do for me right now, for me, season five, I'm doing the whole season. Season five, I give a six. Easy peasy. Because I do think season five is phenomenal. I would actually... uh, Season six, I've learned to appreciate a lot more after. But initially, I wasn't too fond of season six. But it's whatever. I I like it. It's just not as strong as the other ones. But it's not bad. Season six is the weakest link, in my opinion. Exactly. Mm, But I I wouldn't have minded if Sopranos ended on the finale of season five, when Tony's running away from the FBI as they arrest Johnny Sack. I think, yeah, that would have been an equally compelling ending because exactly. you don't know why he's running away, you know? Yeah. So I think, for me, season five gets a six. This episode, I mean, I don't know. I think this episode deserves a six, to be honest. It's super compelling. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. But that doesn't make it bad like just like oh no yeah, i wasn't not. talking about this I, i'm if anything that may means that like it makes you feel and not only that, it makes know? you feel for someone who's not like you know she wasn't like a c-string character but she's not that main of a character like you feel for adriana throughout the series uh, i would i would argue she's i mean she's easily top three most important women to the show yeah easily yeah yeah most important women i don't know characters i feel like it goes tony carmella christopher overall yeah. on the show. And yeah, Melfi yeah, originally, sure. but as we know, they nerfed Melfi. <laughs> yeah, they nerfed Melfi. <laughs> they do, Power man. levels decreased significantly. You can, tell, you can tell in this season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's barely in this season. And Tony's Tony's dealing with shit on his own and he doesn't know how. I'm going to give long-term, especially because I remember exactly like how I felt when I first watched it. It was just like, I'm going to give long-term perking a six. Dude, yeah, six for sure. I never... I hated them in that moment. The first time I saw it, like I understand it needed to happen. I don't think there was an alternative. I think Aunt Aid was going to die. You know what I mean? She was destined to. I agree. She was probably, once she started flipping for the FBI, she was always destined to die. Because this world takes place in a very realistic. But that doesn't mean she wasn't. It didn't hurt any less just because I knew it was happening. She was a no good rat. She died like one. (laughs) No, that's not how I see Adriana. Sniveling and crawling on the ground like a vermin. Oh, (laughs) my God. <laughs> yeah, take as much as like I would uh 
As much as I would like to argue that I could potentially run against you for head of, of the family, Ooh. In, in reality, you've got the brutality. I don't. Ooh. Ooh. Cody. I think, yeah. Oh, you know what would happen? You know how like Christopher meets his end? Cody, you and I got in that car accident that time. I think it would be the same thing. Oh, <laughs> like, hold your nose close. Oh my god! <laughs> like, don't worry, hush, Cody. It'll all be yeah. okay. <laughs> and I'll, then I'll call Anthony. Like Anthony, you're not going to believe what happened. We got in a crazy car accident, and Cody. Uh, he just he didn't make it. I'm sorry. Anyways, we're going to record later this week. So <laughs> oh, hell oh, no, yeah. I can't believe I just fantasized about killing one of my best friends. If <laughs> I'm being honest, I was here for it. I was, yeah. I was, yeah. I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, yes. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I was even making the sound of things as a Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna go a six six also. Ooh, double nice. sixes, Anthony. Yeah, the season definitely gets a six. This is a great season. Here we go. I already I already knew he's not gonna give the episode a six. What? <laughs> no, I was gonna say I just disagree with you know how you think about Adriana. Like there's this there's a part, right? Like in the in the scene where she's in the car with Silvio, like right before it cuts to her in the car with Silvio, it looks like they make you think, and you see this in another episode, like where she actually she has her suitcase and she might drive to a different state altogether. Forget about the FBI. Forget about Christopher. She's just going away by herself. It's kind of like a dream she has. And in this episode, you see that for a split second. It really is the what if moment. Like Watu <laughs> is standing in the background like, what if Adriana made the turn off the highway? And, that, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> but her fate is sealed. And, and, and you know, like long term parking is fucked up because Adrian is dead and the long-term parking means Christopher takes her car and her suitcase. He takes her suitcase, throws it so probably in the Meadowlands somewhere, he throws, he right? Like, in the Meadowlands, yeah. Right? And then he brings her car to the to the airport and you hear the speaker saying long-term parking blah 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 and you're like, "Fuck, it's such a dark meaning behind like a very like innocuous long-term parking." It doesn't sound dark, but in the context of the episode, fuck. Well, cuz you dark also episode. hear when he's at the airport, you also hear long-term parking. Remember yeah, exactly. Yeah. They say it. You're like, they yep, okay, it. I get it now. Uh, but no, really, no, I'm, I'm, I'm giving this episode a six, of course. I'm just, it is dark. That doesn't make it a bad episode. It just makes it a heavy episode. Like, other Sopranos episodes are heavy in different ways, but in this one, it's like, like the scene with Christopher and Adriana where he's like choking her. You think he's going to kill her in that moment? It's just like, fuck Christopher. And like, he realizes what he does and Adriana still forgives him. It's just yeah. like, oh my God, like, uh, it's just a lot of emotions and it's just cool. that's a very intense scene easily probably yeah. maybe even the most intense scene in the entire series it really looks like her eyes are bulging out of her Dude, fucking she's head all red and like like yeah, yeah all bloodshot she looks like yeah it looks crazy it's really realistic and and michael, and, and michael imperial yeah down crying afterwards yeah like, you believe great. it oh man yeah, so six for the season, six for the episode. Um, yeah, and The Sopranos, that's the thing, though. It does get darker as the series goes on. Like, yeah, it's always kind of dark, but there is some lightness to it. It's still like kind of like he's trying to s- support his family and be a family man, but it, it's just like he gets led deep. He becomes 
a bigger presence in the mafia. Like he's like now the boss and shit's going down. Like, yeah. And we just yeah. know it and can he, only end one he, way. He tells Johnny Sachs to fuck off. Yeah. And there be that's, that's a funny scene in this episode is when him and Johnny Sack meet where they always meet by the George Washington Bridge. So romantic. And, uh, yeah. And he says, <laughs> and that's where they've been meeting, you know, for the entire series. Yeah. Johnny Sack says, uh, this will be the last time you and I meet like this. It's undignified. And Tony goes, uh, <laughs> okay. And yeah. Then, and then after that, he goes, I'll give you undignified. Go fuck yourself. He's my cousin. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, damn, you got a lot of balls, Tony. But then next episode, there's. You know, they they make up, but then boom, the FBI gets Johnny Sack. Gets him, dude. It's this this episode really sets the Sopranos on the course for the finale. This episode felt like, in retrospect, this episode felt like they. It almost felt like at at this episode they were like, okay, we got to wrap this up soon, or (laughs) go too long, or something. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. like it's time to start. And like this episode really felt like the chess move that set the finale in motion. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree completely. Well, nice dude. Double sixes. That's double the mark of the beast. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to, we're summoning Satan twice today. y'all. That's the power this episode has. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shit. All right. Well, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Tune in to next episode as we cover the first half of season six. Season 6A, episode one, members only. Mm. M.O. M.O. Yeah. I like that we're bookending the se- the finale- final season. I chose it because I think those are the two strongest episodes of the season. Yeah. We're going to, because remember, we're going to throw in an episode in between for a Sunday smoke sesh. Yeah. We'll sprinkle some more Sopranos nuggets on you guys. Yeah. You'll find out more about that, but nuggies. we're, <laughs> yeah. Sopranos sprinkles on there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for on tuning your Soprano in. Sunday. Ooh, Soprano <laughs> Sunday dinner. No, but like, no, D A E. Like an ice cream nice. Sunday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we're, there's a lot of fancy wordplay here. That's why Meadowlands is going to be like not only the best show, like even better than The Sopranos, but it's going to be like William Shakespeare <laughs> level, like poetry. Like. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna write. We're gonna write a better show than The <laughs> Sopranos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't wait Standing on the shoulders of giants, we will. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sopranos crawled so we can run. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of Comics and Chronic, the Sopranos Summer Edition. We appreciate your guys' support. Check us out all over the place Comics and Chronic on Instagram, Twitter, comicschronic.com. Uh, check out our porn page. Where, <laughs> where you can see Jake fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let us know if you would He support. doesn't know it, but I've been spying oh, on him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do know it, I just haven't stopped you. <laughs> oh, Did Cody just admit he's in the FBI? <gasps> wow. See, you guys support snitches out here. I don't I don't do that. I don't know. I'm not hey. No, I'm just snitching for myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm snitching for my own personal pleasure. Sounds so dirty. <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, that's the, yeah, of course it does. <laughs> <laughs>
our <laughs> players. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Take it easy. Cool. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Comics and Chronic, and I'm Jacob H. I'm Cody Cannon. And I'm Anthony Iannaccio. And you can tune in every Thursday to hear new episodes of Comics and Chronic. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Comics and Chronic. That's Comics, the letter N, Chronic. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! Peace.